Welcome to our sixth podcast. Um, we decided to do this podcast a little earlier in the week this week because we want to make sure that we have a replay for those who don't get to listen to it live. And then, as you all know, uh, Friday is Good Friday, so the office will be closed. And so with that, I'm going to turn it over to Dryden to give us the agenda we're going to cover today, and we'll go from here. Good afternoon. It is April 8th, 2023 p.m., and uh, this is the Pence Wealth Management Podcast. Uh, Layla and I are here to go through and answer your questions. We're going to cover the agenda. I'm going to spend a little time talking about the virus response stimulus package, what that means. We've got a couple of questions that people have emailed in. We'll answer those. Layla will talk a moment about the uh, upcoming unemployment numbers and then the actions that uh, should be being taken uh, at this time and in this environment. So, Dryden, start out by giving us another update on the virus. Well, you know, here we are in this in this time of endurance that we talk about that's going to last between 60 and 90 days. The update on the virus uh, is that you know, we're in day 27 here in the United States. It's 27 days after uh, we declared a, a national emergency. Uh, it's 35 days after the moment we're in this country. We had uh, more than 100 cases. What's important to know is that uh, countries that are farther along in this process, uh, we, we can tell the virus is the virus is the virus. It, it's not political. Uh, it, it doesn't have a national border. It doesn't care what country it's in. And so it runs on a regular cycle. So somewhere around 30 to 45 days, you're going to hit peak virus. And then 15 days after that, you get to the crossover point we talked about. And then after that, around 30 days later, you're, you're, you're pretty much through the worst of it. Um, and so we're at day 27. If you look at China, China is at day 77. Uh, and by day 77, they're beginning to open back up. You can go outside as long as you have a mask on. People are going back to work. 95% of the industrial capacity of China is back online. If you look at South Korea, they're at day 48. They're already past the crossover point. They're beginning uh, to recover. And if, if you look at, at Iran, they're at day 42. Probably somewhere in the next week, they'll be at that crossover point. Crossover point, remember, is the moment where more people are getting well than are getting sick. So we've done a video on this, by the way, that we'll be putting out uh, later today, tomorrow, the next couple of days. You can look in your email. And I've walked these charts uh, through for you if you're interested in looking at videos. But the virus is following its same pattern. Now, where we are in the United States, it's really about New York City uh, because that's the data point that everybody's looking at. Uh, and at this point, we're not at peak virus yet. The news continues to be bad. Uh, but most people believe that sometime in the next in the next week or so we're going to be plateauing, which we sort of are. We're going to plateau and then kind of turn the corner and start moving uh, towards the, the crossover point. So that's going to be really really important because once once you get past the, the the peak virus thing, the dialogue begins to change, and we talk about. When do we begin to come out of this? When do people get better uh, and, and those things? So the next week, uh, week and a half, is going to be really important for data coming out of New York City uh, about 
you know, everything that's going on. And I think that that's important that we pay close attention to that. And the other issue here is that just as the virus has come in around the world in different countries at different times, the United States is a very large country. And so the virus affects different states at different times. And so you're going to have a peak in New York at a different time than you'll have a peak uh, in different states. Uh, and that's the important thing to recognize. So Dryden, one of the interesting things, and it's a question from one of the clients, is about temperature. You know, the fact that certain areas of the country or even in the world where they have warmer temperature, the virus is not as bad. Can you comment on that? Sure. The virus, the, the places where we've had the most outbreak are in cooler climate, climates. You can look at a map of the world and recognize all of the places, all the cities where you've had major outbreaks that have been fairly intense have been in cooler climates. Uh, so if you look at the warmer climates, you're seeing less of an intensive outbreak. So this means two things. That means certain parts of the country are going to probably see a less outbreak. Certain parts of the globe are going to probably see a less outbreak. Like if you take a look at Italy, it's more severe in the northern part of Italy than the southern part of Italy. So when we also look at the United States, we're beginning to see that. Uh, it, a lot of it, and it also depends on timing. So we're through this period of time where it does seem to be temperature sensitive. We are also, at least in the northern hemisphere, uh, moving into a period of time where temperatures are beginning to rise. And so that may help bend the curve. Again, it's going to be uh, a situation that various states are going to have various experiences at different times. So, you know, GDP country is basically closed in terms of business, right? Um, and so, and we talk about the stimulus package and we talk about GDP. I want you to give our clients a sense of how much the stimulus package here compared to our GDP to really give them a, how important this package is and, and how that is going to allow us to live through these next few months and still not have a depression like some people are saying. Sure. Well, I think the thing that's very important to recognize is the period of time where we've really stopped the economy so that can, everybody can social distance, so they can make sure that the, the outbreak is low enough so our medical personnel can take care of those people who, who need the help the most. This whole action and response to the virus has been to slow everything down. Well, that's created... Uh, a lot of unemployment. You talked about that, we, that we have, have some unemployment numbers coming out. That's created this moment uh, of, of slowness in the economy. What's happened is, is the Federal Reserve and the federal government have looked at this and said, all right, we have this kind of hole opening up in the economy. We're going to pour a ton of stimulus into this right now. And so you have an economy that's about $21 trillion, and we've all, they've already allocated $2.1 trillion uh, in stimulus, so it's about 10% of our total economy. They're pouring it all in in a month, uh, and, and that's what they're trying to do. And then the Fed has another $4 trillion that they're throwing at it. So you have this 10 to 15% of our total GDP being dumped into the economy very, very quickly. Uh, and that's important because that's going to kind of fill in the gap get us through this so that we can have a robust economy as we move out on the other side. And, you know, so I talked about stimulus one, but I think they're also talking about stimulus two. Layla, maybe you can address that. So they're definitely talking about stimulus two, and they're 
as a matter of fact, the Senate is supposed to meet tomorrow because the Paycheck Protection Program, what they call the PPP portion of the stimulus package that was passed on the 27th, $356 billion, they think they're going to need $250 billion more. And so they're talking about authorizing that tomorrow, hopefully at least in the Senate, and that will really help because that's going to keep tremendous amount of people employed and will allow us two months worth of money to come into these businesses to get us over the hump here. They're also talking about, uh, I talked about last time how they suspended the required minimum distributions for 2020, but there's no clarification about what if someone took the RMD in January, can they actually give it back? The, the bill is very big on that, so they're talking about there's a big push from the investment world to Congress to get them to clarify the reversal of existing required minimum. And then they're also talking about allowing uh, businesses to deduct entertainment and meals. As you, many of you know, with the tax law that was passed um, 2017, it, it had taken that away where people, uh, companies were not allowed to deduct meals and entertainment. So one way that the government wants to help restaurants uh, get back on their feet and in all the entertainment areas and so forth is they are talking very much about allowing 100% deductibility of that, which would be uh, really good. They're also talking about possible infrastructure and possibly giving back more money to the people. So we think there should be another somewhere trillion dollars more to put into to the economy if they pass this new bill. So even though we're going to have more unemployment, it looks like they're going to just be able to make sure everybody has money whether they have a, whether they have a job or not. Yes. As a matter of fact, we're expecting a really big number for the unemployment rate tomorrow. Uh, we're expecting, right now they're expecting 5.2 million people to be unemployed. But here's the interesting thing. Part of the stimulus package is extending unemployment to 39 weeks and also giving $600 more a week to employees. Well, that's the equivalent of $15 an hour for 40 weeks. So a lot of companies are choosing to lay off some of these people because many of the people that will go unemployment will actually have just as much money as being employed. So even though normally when we talk about unemployment and, and that would mean that people don't have enough money. In this case, because it's being subsidized by the stimulus package and this extra $600 that people on plane will still have maybe as much money and some people more than they were doing working, which is something I think they may address in the new stimulus package that they're talking about passing in the next few weeks. So, so this is a very unusual number, the fact that we have a lot of unemployment coming, but it may not have the same effect on the economy as as it normally does because of the fact that it's being the unemployment benefits are so big. So we have to think about unemployment when we hear these big numbers differently than we used to because unemployment doesn't necessarily mean a reduction in income. Right. Okay. Now, Dryden, one of the questions a lot of the clients are asking me, things are still pretty bad, right? We're still shut down. Why is the market? have gone so much better lately. 
Sure. Well, you know, obviously we had market volatility, and we had these moments where the market uh, had fallen 30% from its peak, uh, and it was, it was some really tense moments back there, uh, March 23rd, and we've recovered about to, to 10 15% after that, and we're going to continue to bounce around with this volatility, but the the moment of, of shock to the system may have already occurred. There's no guarantees we won't retest those lows. But what's really happening is that the news is not as bad as it used to be. We're beginning to see the dialogue change. And that's why I talk about the crossover point with the virus. That's why I talk about we'll hit peak in New York, but things will come. So the news, it doesn't necessarily have to be good news. It just doesn't have to be as bad. And the other thing that's just really important to recognize is the stock market typically moves faster than the economy, and it tends to move uh, you know, faster than the reality and things like that. So it's going to discount things very, very quickly. So the market reacted very, very quickly, probably overreacted to this set of circumstances. Now that the stimulus has come in, people can recognize for sure how that's going to put a floor underneath the economy. And then people are going to be valuing companies and looking at that beyond that. So now it's really important for us to take a, a few actions that make some sense. You have to look through the crisis and see how do we come out on the other side of this. And uh, I think most of the clients will recognize that we've navigated this pretty darn well as they look at their accounts in terms of, we remember, we went in with more cash fixed income in most models, in most cases, and then we've been able to look at a situation where we can take advantage of this volatility rather than be uh, as much its victim. And this is really where the fact we are stock pickers as opposed to just indexers and how we stayed away from the international markets and the oils and, and the cyclical has really, really made a difference for our clients. I've been having a lot of meetings uh, through Zoom, uh, of course, obeying the social distancing here, and our clients have been really, you know, no one wants to be down, but for us to be down substantially less than the markets and actually participate in the markets on the way up and be down a lot less has really made a difference in in its um, um, in our clients, and they all are quite happy with that. Now, let me ask you, uh, Dryden, about what are some of the actions that we're specifically doing in some of the accounts? Sure. I've talked about this before, but there's really kind of two or three things going on. Uh, first of all, uh, we call it the tax harvest two-step. So uh, companies that are, that are accounts where we may have some losses uh, we might as well take advantage of the tax benefits of that in, in the taxable accounts. So we actually will, you'll see some activity in your accounts, we'll actually sell something that you have a loss in, uh, knowing that we're going to replace it with a very similar security uh, you know, pretty, very quickly. So sometimes you have a unit investment trust or something that we have that is uh, uh, you know, in, in a situation where it's, it's basically down. We can sell it and buy uh, the next series of that. It's almost exactly the same securities. The next, uh, very close, the, the next day or two. Now, that gets us around the 30-day wash sale rule. So that's the important thing to know. If you have an individual stock and you sell it and you sell it at a loss, you can't buy that back for 30 days and take advantage of the tax loss. You have to wait 30 days. So 
in and, and it's, we've looked at this market how volatile it is. So it's important if we take a if we take a tax loss to move back in fairly quickly because this we think this is going to be kind of like a square root recovery. Uh, it, it's kind of a V and then it levels off on the on the on the tail end. So we're sort of in the V part of the market, but pretty soon the the, the slope is going to level off. So I think what's important for us to recognize is we can take advantage of tax loss harvesting, but we have to redeploy that capital very, very quickly or we'll get left behind. So that's the other thing that we're doing. We have a bit of cash in the accounts and we're looking at how do we deploy that into companies that are going to do well on the other side of this virus and other side of where we're going and also companies that are going to do well if we continue to have some more volatility. So we want to be careful of how we think about that. It's not kind of all into the pool, all out of the pool. So we're going to do a measured approach as we, as we come out on the other side. How about the balance sheets? These companies, are, are, we, are we taking a closer look to make sure these companies have good balance sheets so that they well, can stand this? Well, all of this is the benefit of looking at individual companies. I mean, rather than buy this index in or this index out or something like that, where you get the good with the bad or you get the segments and sectors that may be more affected or less, we're able to look at this at the individual company level. Uh, and I think that that has been one of the things that accounts for the experience that the clients have had. As opposed to buying a bunch of mutual funds or buying huge indexes, we're able to know what we own, buy the individual stocks, understand how this circumstance is going to affect the stock, affect the performance of the company, and then look through this crisis to make sure that we understand where we come out on the other side. And that's going to be the action that we're going to continue uh, to carry as we go through this. Uh, Layla, there's some planning activities that people need to pay attention to. Why don't you address that, please? So, uh, as I mentioned a little earlier, the number one thing right now, if you are usually required to take a minimum distribution for your IRAs, we need you to let us know. You can shoot us an email or give us a call if you want to continue taking your required minimum because you're not required, but if you need the dollars, obviously you can still take it out. But if you don't want to take it out and you don't want to pay the tax because one of the reasons the, they basically put that into the stimulus package because they don't want investors to have to sell to take money out and then pay tax on it when the markets are a lot lower than they were at the end of the year because, as you know, your required minimum distribution is based on the market value as of December 31st where the markets, the values were a lot higher, so the government really wanted to give investors a break and not have, force them to pay taxes and sell and take money out where they don't need it. And, and so if you don't want to, if you have a required minimum and you don't want to, please, please, please let us know. Shoot us an email or so so that we can uh, make that adjustment because some of them are done on automatic basis and we don't want you to have to take it out and then have to put it back in because the rules right now is that if you have taken it, we can only go by the rules that were, that were in existence before the stimulus package, which says anyone that's taking a IRA distribution or required minimum distribution, they have 60 days to put it back. So that's the rule we're using. So if you have taken one, we can go back as, uh, let's say, March, February uh, 8th or February 9th, and we can reverse it. Um, and I mentioned earlier that this is something they may actually 
address in the new bill they're talking about, which might allow anyone to reverse it. We don't have that yet, but if you if you're taking monthly required minimum and you want to stop that or any RMD and you want to stop it, please let us know. Um, and then, of course, because you don't have to take your required minimum distribution and because, uh, you know, th there was a bill passed last year which has changed how, how beneficiaries take money from their IRAs. They only have 10 years now to take it out. It is more important than ever this year, if you could afford to pay the tax, to really look at Roth conversion. And I can tell you, I am so proud of my clients because we've been getting a lot of calls and we've been doing Roth conversions almost every day because people are recognizing if you can convert your IRA with these slow prices of the markets and the market turns around, then all your gain will be tax-free, and it could be as much as the tax you have to pay now to convert. So if you can convert and, and you can pay the tax, let us know, and that we can do par uh, partial and so forth. And then most of all, things are still on sale. Stocks are still on sale. I can't tell you how important it is if you want to add to your account. This is a great time to do so. If you have uh, if you normally are making a retirement contribution, uh, don't wait till July to do it. Do it now. If you can make IRA contributions, do it now. If you, you know anything that you are going to do in the future, you might as well get together with your CPA or call me or call us, and we can adjust and see how much you can contribute. I know I've been helping a lot of clients do that lately because you want to buy while things are low so that you can take advantage of the, these low market prices. Uh, so things are still on sale. Uh, we are dollar cost averaging in. So again, rock conversion, let us know about RMDs and add to your account, things are on sale. But let me address some of that as well. We're, we're coming to that moment where the market's still gonna be volatile. As I said many times, you want to take advantage of volatility, not be its victim. I think that we have to recognize that we're roughly in, we're, it's, it's a 90-day event, we've always said, we're at about day 30. Uh, so as we begin to get through this, uh, the market's going to react, the uh, health circumstances are going to react, and we're at a variable speed recovery. Uh, one of the things that's very important is we begin to pay attention to the companies that are going to do well on the other side of this. There is another side of this. Uh, we're going to come out of this. Like I said, we're a third of the way through it already, uh, and, it, and it's going to be important uh, to recognize that. So what I want to share with you is that as we go through Holy Week and people spend time with your families, uh, recognize that the team here is watching your portfolios very carefully. We're taking the actions as necessary to uh, do our best to help uh, minimize the effect this has on, uh, on you now and maximize the benefit uh, that it can over time. We've navigated these things uh, over a number of years, uh, and most importantly, uh, just recognize that this is something that uh, we, we're going to get through. And also, um, as again, this is we've done multiple podcasts, and, and we're not going to get in the habit of doing this every week. This isn't going to go on for the next 10 years. We're, we're going to get through this. But 
The, the point of the matter is, is the podcast, we think many of you like them. You've talked about that. Uh, so please feel free to forward this to a friend. If you have some of your friends that are, that are stressed, uh, that are worried, uh, that are, are unsure about the future, feel free to forward this podcast to them. We're happy to help anybody. Uh, I have a video that I've done uh, that will come out. You'll get pushed out to you in the next 24 hours. Feel free to forward that to people as well. I have the charts that kind of explain in detail some of the things we talked about. But the important thing from here is to recognize we're a third of the way through this. Uh, and uh, as, as we move into spring, I think we're going to begin to see uh, a gradual opening up. Uh, states are going to do it at different times uh, and because the virus is affecting states at different times. And we're going to move forward from here. Uh, so thank you very much for your attentiveness. Uh, Layla, I'll give it back to you for any parting comments. I just want to thank you all because we've had just tremendous emails and you know, thanking us for doing this and as opposed to other advisors who tend to hide under their desk in times like these, we are actually so excited about talking to our clients and really helping them and, and, and being there for them. And, and I'm just so proud of all the clients that are calling and, and following through on all the actions I'm recommending. So with that, um, happy Easter, everyone, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much. Thank you, Layla and Dryden, for your perspective and insight during this difficult time. Now for our disclosures. The opinions, voices, and material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Historical performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The economic forecast set forth may not develop as predicted and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. Pencil management does not provide legal and or tax advice or service. Please consult your legal and or tax advisor regarding your specific situation. LPL Financial and Pencil Management are separate entities. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor member, FINRA, SIPC. Thank you again.